Okay, guys, so uh, welcome back to uh, VHS Playback. I'm Rob Cousinaw. I'm Cordelia Graham. This is Tom Busty. So, okay, so let's talk about Empire Records. So it was definitely an indie movie, and it was not, it didn't have a big, you know. It was a cult film. Box office release. So, like, I definitely did not see this in a theater. In fact, I don't even remember it being in the theater, but I bought it, you know, on uh, VHS at the time, and I've watched it a hundred trillion times. So, also, I'm glad we, sorry, I'm glad we picked this one to be our first. Okay, so Empire Records, that was great to revisit it. Uh, now let's see what the critics said at the time, uh, back in 1995. Let's see what Roger Ebert had to say about Empire Records. Uh, what do you guys think? Is this going to be positive or negative? I'm going to say negative. I'm going to say Robert uh, Ebert and, what do they call themselves? Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel. Yeah, Gene Siskel. Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. I believe I believe they gave it um, one thumb up. Um, okay, so what they have is one and a half stars. Okay, so they really flipped your rating. Uh, it's <laughs> three. Rating, uh, how they're going to rate it? So, what so is this that, says like three thumbs or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it's at least one and a half thumbs. Uh, Wait, what do you consider one thumb to be? Well, it's stars, but I mean, I okay. Hear me out. I okay, think. Go ahead. It was one out of two stars, or one and a half stars, right? One and a half okay. stars. Let's we don't actually know how many stars it's out of because they left that part out. It just says two stars, and it no, has no. one and a half. Rob, my oh. question is, how many thumbs are equivalent to a star? That's say, the question I'm trying to get answered. To, to, to one and a half yeah. stars out of two stars? Yeah, but, like, what does that mean? I would say there's two of them. It's like 75%. Two thumbs per person. To see. Oh, so, okay. if, so if they get... If they get one and a half thumbs. Okay. One and a half then thumbs that's, up. Then half a thumb, half a star, sorry. One and a half stars, yeah. half a star is a thumb. It's one sideways thumb and one thumb up. Like a hitchhiker's thumb, maybe. But hold on, yeah. let's do this. Let's do this. All right, so this is what Roger Ebert has to say about Empire Records. September 22nd, 1995, never forget. Empire Records is a... <laughs> sorry. Empire Records is a microcosm movie. One of those films where in a single day... A single music store, every conceivable thing happens to every conceivable character. And at the end of the day, they are a lot wiser as the endless list of music credits scrolls up the screen. Like movies as different as Car Wash and Clerks, the movie creates a small world that functions as family and universe of its inhabitants. I mentioned the clerks. character uh, work at Empire Records located in the fictional small town in Delaware. Okay, so this was in Delaware. Oh, weird. Yeah. 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 So I was wrong that. about everything. Um <laughs> They're all more or less members of Gen X, except Joe, the store manager who serves as a father figure, and they're about to face a crisis because the store owner has decided to sell... This is the fucking plot. We don't need to read what Roger Ebert says about the plot. Let's Um, see what he thinks about the goddamn movie. Oh, Roger Ebert does mention Guar in here, so let's get to that. Empire Records (laughs) is one of those stores where you find in the movies where customers can put um, on hold while the employees stage a mock funeral... For the troubled Deborah, followed by a group of therapy session, the star's visit, of course, leads to the great disillusionment and confession. Caulfield from Grease 2 plays an appropriate... Oh, my God, that's the dude from Grease 2 who plays uh, Rex Manning, but we can move past it. Really? Uh, I guess the it ending is a mess. Too. The employees stage a rave and raise money. Was that a rave? Uh, this claims to be a rave. I feel like there was definitely like a punk band there, yeah. right? Like, I've never been that, to a rave. I don't know what a rave is. I don't know. I don't know what a rave in the '90s was like, but I mean, for all I know, that was maybe the the progeny of that. I don't know. I mean, okay. So here's the thing, guys. I've never been to a rave either. I've never been invited to most things. 
Guys, let's rave tonight. All right, let's have a rave. So, okay, so why did I hear an eerie echo of, hey, gang, let's fix up the old barn and put on a show? If this movie is a lost cause, it may be at least showcase actors who have better things ahead of them. Cochran, who is in Dazed and Confused, and Tyler from Silent Falls, so this was not her first movie, I was wrong again, mm. have unmistaken, unmistaken screen presence. That's a pretty good call, right? Like, he, he was like, yeah. oh, Liv Tyler's going to be a big star. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that's great. And for those unfamiliar with the sight of the band Guar singing Saddam Agogo from their album This Toilet Earth may help pass the time. So he was stoked to see Guar in the movie. Um, As was I. One and a half stars from out of I don't, out of what appears to be two stars. That's what Roger Ebert thinks. It's very confusing. Uh, let's try to find. Uh, here's a review from Variety at the time. Also, a side note, Rob, I'm very honored to have uh, taken you to your first Guar concert. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Young that. Yeah, 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 I totally forgot yeah, about that. That so was awesome. dope. Yeah, yeah, that was a great experience. I'm sorry I said dope, guys. Can we move no, past that? No, it was cool. It was a very cool experience. Very 90s. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so it talks about the soundtrack uh, and how awesome the soundtrack is. Let's find sure. something interesting about this. It's B.O. Misery. What the fuck does that mean? I got a little trivia here from IMDb. Yeah, do some trivia while I try to find this shit. I'm not prepared. The movie was originally filmed as two days, but was cut and fit to one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard that. Um, I guess I don't know a lot about this movie. At the time this movie was made, Coyote Shivers was married to Babe Bell. Do we know who that is? I have no idea. Someone just move okay. on. Did you say Babe? B-A-Y or B-A-B-E? Babe Babe Buell? Maybe BB? I feel it's, like it's Buell. BB Buell sounds right. Uh, I, it's probably going to be somebody fucking awesome, and we're idiots for not knowing who it is. A DVD version released in 2003 entitled Empire Records Remix, the fan edition, included a new edit of the film with scenes never before, uh, never seen before. This looks like, this sounds like an ad. Um, along with new deleted scenes. Yeah, it's a total ad. Never mind. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a really good way to, that's a really good thing to put in a trivia section of IMDb. Just put like a complete, like, you know, advert. I mean, it got your like ass, new... didn't it? <laughs> All right, yeah, they got me. <laughs> by the way, by the reboot, never mind. Um, when angrily leaving Rex Manning's party, uh, parting words, oh wait, when angrily leaving Rex Manning's parting words, parting, oh my God. When angrily leaving Rex Manning's parting words are, why don't you, <sighs> I'm getting a phone call. One second. That's that on That's a wrap on time. <laughs> I guess we'll just keep recording. You want to talk shit about Tom? Oh, you know what is one thing that I have noticed is we're going to have to get you a coaster because when you set your cup down, oh, it's, 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 it's okay. in the fucking headphones. Okay. No, I'll just put it on. Everyone's going to think that I'm just the asshole that comes down on you guys about the audio when they listen. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. Or, yeah, we can, right. or we can do it shitty. I mean, I'm not going to put any of this in the fucking podcast. I'm just like talking about things. Mia Tyler. Is there another daughter? Yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta, I'm gonna find the Empire Records reviews for modern reviews, and then we'll do ours. So here's what we'll do. Here's how the segment's gonna work. We're going to read an old review or two. Then we'll read some trivia. Then I'll read, then we'll talk about how we felt about the film. And then I will read what people think about the film now. Because Metacritic has modern reviews of old films. So we can see, so it'll be like, uh, we could be like, oh, well, this is, so this is what they thought about the film at the time. What did we think about the film? We do it. We talk about our final thoughts on the film. And then, um, 
then we we'll be like, let's see what everybody else says about it if, if they agree with us. We have the poster board with the stickers. Too. Are we doing that on the podcast? I think we could give video of it for more content. How much? But how I, many stickers is like? About like two hundred. Uh, no, I'm saying like how oh, does I was it work? Say one to ten. Like we each get one to ten, and then we put whatever. Why don't we do one to five? Then we have more room on the poster board. Oh, oh I already gave it enough room. Oh, okay. Yeah, I already like mapped it. So up. every film is at one and one to ten. So like, well, you get one to ten, I get one to ten, Tom gets one to ten, and then we'll add it up. You know. And if there's oh, so we people, do a total score. Yeah. Oh, okay. I so like we can that. put like um, you know, um, we're gonna have to explain this very succinctly. <laughs> I, I I think it's easy. I I mean, explain it. We each get a rating of one to ten stars, and then at the end we add it up. Possibly a fan, a perfect movie. We can put it at thirty stars. Oh, I like that. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just figured it would be like more content for us to put. Like, no, that's great. That's great. Uh, so what we'll do is, so Tom, this is what we have decided since you left. You're I, out. I didn't leave. I was here the whole time. You're we out. Know. Um, so this is no. <laughs> so this is what we decided since we left. Since you left. What we're going to do is I'll read an old review. Okay. We'll talk about some trivia. And then we'll say, okay, so what do we think about the film? Let's rate this thing one to ten stars each. Okay. Uh, a total of 30 stars is a perfect film. A total of 30 stars yeah, is a perfect film? because we add ours up, right? Okay. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> Cordelia explained it much better than I just did. So, we'll do that. And then we'll give our ratings. And then I'll go, and I'll go. okay, let's see how the film aged publicly. Let's check out what everybody else thinks about it. And I'll go to Metacritic. How many thumbs are involved in this? Like? Two. Two thumbs. Two and a half. Two and a half thumbs. So why does Roger Ebert have a one and a half star rating when they're the thumb people? Well, one I, of them's dead. I think it is Roger Ebert that died. By the it's, way, it is. And yeah, he's like a great fucking guy. Like if you ever get a chance to read like about him at all, yeah, I, like, I, his I, film like he's fucking brilliant. He I made heard. that great documentary about while he's dying. He's a brilliant man. I heard it. Yeah. So why why wouldn't you put the thumbs online, big guy? If you're so smart. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. Why is it just Robert Ebert who did the review? I mean, wasn't uh, Siskel there? Or like I don't um, know if they both reviewed every film. Or I, I, don't think, know they were, I, I think it was the other way around. I think it was Siskel that. Died. No, Gene Siskel's the skinny one. Roger Ebert died. Oh, I thought it was. That one that died. No, Chubby's died. <laughs> Jesus oh, okay. Christ. He's the one who, he lost his <laughs> jawline, right? Uh, yeah. I never yeah. saw it. Okay, though. let's move past this conversation. This so, is so fascinating. This is a let's, bummer. Let's start. Okay. <clears throat> so, so, so you're saying 10 stars per person on yes. this board. I didn't mean to tap the table. No 10 stars per person on this, uh, on this, uh, uh, per person here and 30 stars equals to a perfect movie. Correct. Do you guys want to start uh, rating this? Or? So let's do this again because hold on. Okay. Because there was a bunch of dumb shit going on when we started that. Is tapping so, the table bad? Yeah, we can't touch okay, the table. Okay, okay. Unless I put like a rubber mat down. Okay. But that's not what I'm that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about a bunch of dumb shit over when you started that. Okay. So hold on. Hey Rob, this is the moment we're going into reviews. Here you go, you fat piece of shit. Here we go. You're not that fat. You're working it off. Don't choke on it. Good job, uh, bro. I'm going to leave it hard. every time I call myself something horrible. Uh, okay, so uh, that was Empire Records. Uh, let's talk about it. So we read what it, how it was received at the time. Yeah. Now we're going to rate the film. Okay. Can you explain the ratings? Well, we're going to give it a 1 to 10 star rating. Each person gets 1 to 10 stars. And if we each pick 10 stars... Hopefully it will be a 30-star rating, if the math is correct. And, yeah, that's it. Now, Tom, you give me your version of that. <laughs> Explain the ratings, Tom. Um, I say, um, I give, um, I give, I give a, I give a rating between one and ten. One being, um, uh, zero maybe being 
you know, um, not so good, and ten being uh, great. Correct. I'm so glad Perfect. I had to do this. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> All right, so we're going to rate this film overall 1 to 10 stars, yeah. 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. Yes. And our total star rating will be how we felt about the film as a group. So, so let's start with Cordelia. What do you think about the film? This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, watching it back, and there are a lot of more plows than I recall. So I'm going to give it a, I thought I was going to give it a 10 going into it, but I'm going to give it a 9. Okay, nine stars. Yeah, nine yeah, stars from Cordy. Uh, T-Bags, let's do it. So, um, you know, I remember going on a bus ride to uh, Cedar Point in high school. And, um, you know, they played they played uh, Grease. Um, so, uh, and I mean, it was just because everybody knew it and it was recognizable and everything. And I get the whole point of a cult film. I really get it. Um, but unfortunately, I've only seen this movie when it was a group of friends who wanted to see it. It's the only time I've ever I've ever seen it. Call me um call me a loner, but I'm not a huge fan of camaraderie, you know, in my in my actual life. Um I give uh Hold on, Tom's almost done with his manifesto, then we'll get to the ring. <laughs> well I love this like Tom's one of my best friends and I'm not a huge fan. Okay, let me well, let me phrase that. I'm not a huge fan of camaraderie. Uh so good so, to be so, so, but, but you know what? But there are some moments. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, no, there are some moments um, that I was like, eh, that's a good song. Which moments? Well, you know, the, that one song. Um, <laughs> you know, that part. Anyway, I give this, unfortunately, three stars. Three stars! Yeah, three stars. Oh, wow. It's not even anything. Oh, I, I, would, I was going to be and I, I give it because star. it's nothing I would watch willingly okay. or regularly at all. And I get how other people would. Because it is fun. And I can see how things... Um, parts in the movie were fun, but I typically eschew joy in a lot of the <laughs> film that I watch. Yeah, so. you, know, you know, I remember when you were saying that your favorite part was when the kid came into the record store with the gun. Allegedly, allegedly, Rob looked at my face and saw the glee. It was weird because, like, he went off mic for a second. He came in and he's like, "His name's not Warren." And Tom, Tom looked down at the ground and said, "His name isn't fucking Warren." And I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, Tom!" I'm sweating profusely. His name is Tom. His name is Tom. His name isn't fucking Warren. His name is Tom. His name is Tom. Thank you for that. You know what? Hey, buddy, it was good being friends with you when it lasted. So look, twenty years was a good run. <laughs> so, um, so I really like seeing this again, but for different reasons. So I definitely have a lot of nostalgia for this film. I remember seeing this when I was younger. I think my sister had it and I thought it was so cool. And like the idea of working in a record store was probably the coolest thing in the world when I was in a band and I was younger and I wasn't super cool. So I wanted to be one of those cool kids, you know? And it definitely has a tone of like, we're the freaks and we're the underdogs and we're doing this thing together. And that's nice. And I think that I used to like really feel that like friendship vibe in movies, you know, and I'd be like, oh man, I want to have friends like that. And I think I did a pretty good job at finding friends like that. And that's cool. But, I uh, your <laughs> but they definitely, um, this one was definitely a lot more sterile than I remember it being like yeah. everybody in this kind of looked like a gap ad. Like the, there wasn't really a punk rock mentality to this that I remember it having when I was younger. Yeah. I think it was so clean and sterile and it felt very much like like a, a happy-go-lucky studio, save the clubhouse film. So it was generic, but it is something I liked. The music was great, and I loved seeing uh, Renee Zellweger and Liv Tyler, like, young and fucking killing it. That was awesome for me. Yeah. 
uh, I will say that this is getting seven stars. Seven okay. stars. Because I did have fun watching But here's the thing, too. Like, I did have fun watching it, but mostly because we talked through most of it. I, I don't know how much I would have enjoyed watching this alone yeah, outside this of nostalgic reasons. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to say seven stars. I'm going to be a little bit extra gracious because I, this film has a place in my heart and the soundtrack fucking slaps. Yeah. Soundtrack, legit. Yeah, this is... Uh, Guar, this, too. Guar I think, was in this, Tom. Do you have to remind you that Guar was in this? Yeah. Who's Guar? Oh, yeah, I know Guar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, three yeah, stars yeah. with Guar in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah. what was our total? I had nine. Nine, and I had seven. Well, you know... Um, Tom had three. Um, so make, 19 stars. Make a make a, make a a soundtrack and leave it at that if you're going to make music. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Tom wow. really wow. taking a huge shit on my childhood, <laughs> which is great, uh, because we're not friends anymore. So uh, so that's what we thought of it. Seven, se- what did we just say? 17 19. stars. 19, 19 stars. 19 stars for Empire Records. Let's go and see uh, what's what on uh, Rotten Tomatoes now. Let's, okay. see what, let's see how this movie aged for everybody else. Oh, we know how it aged for us. So uh, already I'm going to say... This movie, when it came out, was not well critically received, but it was a cult hit. It had a great audience following. A lot of people loved it. A lot of people wanted to work in record stores and have cool friends, right? That's what they yeah, would throw yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's on Rotten Tomatoes today, the audience score is 84%. Oh, wow. Okay. But hold wow. on. The critic score, and these are modern critic reviews, okay. 29%. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> That's a pretty big uh, difference. That yeah, is not something okay. you see all the time. I've- I feel it happens all, uh, um, on occasion, but yeah, that's that's a that's a very big gap. Large Basically, gap. If, uh, scrolling through uh, scrolling through the reviews for audience members, it's all about nostalgia for the time. Critics all kind of hit the same note Tom did. A soundtrack in search of a movie. Uh, the movie is too blatant a throwback to the cr- to crass eighties teen fodder to really work. Lousy comic drama efforts. Uh, some independent record store employees to maintain the integrity of the business. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, <laughs> if clerks were written by TV hacks, it might feel something like this. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what the critics are saying. <laughs> wow. So that, that's Empire Records. And you know what the thing is? It's like, uh, I, I, let's talk about this for a second on the podcast. This is something that's going to come up a lot. Yeah. I am going to attempt to view these movies without nostalgia. I might okay. remember them and I might enjoy them, but okay. I feel like, so I had this experience right before we started watching this movie. Yeah. I watched A New Hope. For the first time since I was like fucking 12, I watched A New Hope and I watched it without nostalgia. I just watched it. Satara hadn't seen it. We watched it together and I fucking loved it. Okay. But the thing was- That takes some skill. Is I watched it as a film and I was like, oh, this is weird and cool. I'm watching these fucking robots roll around a desert for 20 minutes before I even meet the main character. Right. That's like a weird choice. And I was like, I fucking hate Luke. I don't like this guy at all anymore. Right. Uh, Han Solo seems like kind of a misogynistic asshole, but it's very well acted. It's a well-constructed character. They did the whole weird thing with uh, McClunky. Which is funny as fuck. Um, which some people will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you know McClunky? No, I don't know. So you remember McClunky. how Han shot first, then Greedo shot first, uh, the whole thing? Sure. So in the new version, no one shoots first. They just That's do a right. weird post zoom and he yells, McClunky, and then everybody shoots at the same time. It's super Wait, fucking is that weird. Real? It's a hundred percent real and it's the uh, and it makes no sense. And it's the weird. only word not subtitled by Greedo, so it literally means nothing. Weird. McClunky. McClunky. Um But I watched it without nostalgia, and it was kind of cheesy, but I thoroughly enjoyed the film. And then I tried to watch Empire, which was my favorite, and I fucking hated it. Mm. Yeah. Because I removed the nostalgia, so it just felt like a bunch of cheesy bullshit that I didn't care about. And I'm not saying Star Wars is bad. I'm just saying, like, I didn't enjoy it. Also, to be clear, I am not a fucking expert, and my opinions are probably bullshit. It's just the way I feel about things when I watch them. And I I try to make a point to never say this is bad. Yeah. Like, I I I think saying something is bad... 
unequivocally without saying anything intelligent about it makes you an asshole. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think I think it's actually kind of a skill to take things um, objectively, you know, and to put yourself out of yourself out of that. Like you were saying, without nostalgia, you're not seeing it because it's nostalgic, because it's sort of droning on. If you're actually paying attention and you're actually live for the viewing um, then you look at it through a different lens and that's with art music. And I think everything else, it's not just because your friends in a band and you're there because you're supporting them. It's because you actually like the music yeah. and you're trying to actually appreciate it, which is actually an action to do. Um, you know, you could listen to music and you could make an attempt to like it. Um, but I mean, when viewing things, I mean, if you're coming in and you're instead of trying to like it, you're trying to determine if you do like it. Those are two different things. So I think watching a movie like that, yeah, is definitely a way to go. I mean, uh, I would, I mean, I would like to maybe bring up Cordelia. Of course, you know, these are films also that you have seen. Exactly. I was just going to bring that point up. You know, this was kind of the whole purpose of me doing this podcast with, you know, two of my homies. You know, Rob and I were discussing how, and since I've lost my vision 12 years ago, it's been so hard for me to watch any sort of movie or any sort of television show now because I just, you know, sure, I do get audio description at movie theaters or Netflix has audio description for their original programming, but it doesn't always translate for me. Yes, I can hear the dialogue, but there's so many holes in in the dialogue that I'd just rather read a book. So, you know, most of my day is spent reading books. But I do have a connection. You know, I, I was a teenager in the 90s when I still had my vision. And I can envision these movies whenever I watch them. I can envision um, all these characters in my head. And it's a much, it's a much greater viewing pleasure for myself um, without viewing it because I can view it. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Okay. So, so, so viewing it before, viewing it before, so, you mean then the characters, you already have a basis for exactly. the appearance of the characters, things that you might pick up watching and, a, watching film yeah. and maybe not necessarily by um, uh, uh, listening to it. Well, that and like the tone of the movie, like the tone of how it looks and the style, you know, how it's stylized and everything. And like that's just so lost to me now. Like that, it's all, it means nothing anymore. So it's. It, you know, that was kind of the whole purpose of us watching all these 90s movies so I can, you know, try to relate to my friends. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's great. And, and it, I, think it is, I think it also adds an interesting element because yeah. you're sort of forced to watch these movies with a new perspective. Right. That you didn't have when you were younger for several reasons. But uh, I would say that, like, um, I would say that uh, the other thing that I wanted to kind of bring up. I guess we're kind of doing the mini episode now. Right now we're literally doing it. So I guess guess the other thing I want to kind of bring up is that the format to this is going to be we watch a film and we talk about it. It's obviously going to get much tighter as we go through because we figured a lot out when we're recording this. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have a small episode where we do the reviews and we talk about what we're going to watch next. And that's how this is going to break down for you as the audience. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The other thing I want to talk about when we're talking about reviewing films, not to be dead horse, but it's kind of what I do for a living at this point, which I'm very fortunate to be able to do. And I'm excited that I get to do the thing I always want to do and that I love, I try to adapt the phrase, this didn't work for me. It's really fucking hard to make a movie. It's so hard to make a movie. It's like one of the hardest things is to make a film. And a lot of the films we're going to watch are probably independent films from the 90s. A lot of studio stuff too, but it's really fucking hard to make a film. And the other thing to remember is that your perspective, my perspective in particular, shouldn't represent all perspectives. So if you listen to this and you're like, oh, fuck these guys, they're shitting on something I don't like, 
that's not what we're going to do here. Right. We might make some jokes or talk about plot holes or whatever, but it's because we're talking to a film and analyzing it. We're not trying to shit on something that you like. We're not trying to sit here and be negative and make fun of something. This is about us having fun together and connecting in a way that we often did in high school when we'd all sit around in a basement and watch movies on VHS and talk through the bulk of them. Yeah, to point out, I mean, these are two of my best friends. So, I mean, this is just me getting a chance to hang out with my friends and watch a movie. Apparently, I've decided the tone of the mini episode is defensive. <laughs> so, uh, so the point, you know, the point being that I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna like just sit here and shit on a movie unless I have an, a very good reason to do it, which I can't think of one. Okay, so so listening to your to to that though, I mean, you know, let let me let me go back. I'm gonna apologize to how harsh you know the uh, I, I rated this film. Intelligent things about well, it. I did. It's no, 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 fine. No, no. I did. I did. But you know, it was a. Be- I'll say some good things about it. It was a really good looking film. It was a good looking film, and everybody was beautiful, and uh, the soundtrack was great. But you know, what? I will. Um, I will stand by. Uh, I'll stand by my review. Maybe with the uh, uh, give or take um, one star, five know? stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three You're stars, fine. three hold stars, on, hold three on. stars. Give or give or take a star. Okay. I mean, and uh, stars, give or take a star. <laughs> and also to be clear, I wasn't shitting on you for saying you didn't no, like the movie. No, 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 no. But it's fair. It's fair. Yeah, I, 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 I like what you're saying because this is again, this is a mini episode, and we're talking about we're we're in again the defense episode. Yeah, put we're your defending shirt back. what we're doing here a little bit. Can you put your shirt back on when you're yelling at me? It's very uncomfortable for I'm me. Sorry. If you could put your shirt Tom back Wick. on. Tom Wick. Tom, <laughs> Tom Wick, too. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, so, you know, whatever. We might rate a film harshly because we don't like it, but, you know, it's, it's about our opinion. It's not saying the film is terrible. Unless... The film is terrible. We'll see if we find one of those. I mean, it could fucking happen. But, like, there's going to be something positive right. in every in every film viewing. I mean, I haven't hated a film since I started understanding it. I used to say shit, oh, that film's a piece of shit. That's, yeah. tra- that's not something I've said since I've learned how fucking hard it is to make a movie. Right. Again, again, without any kind of— you could, uh, say, say a film is a piece of shit, but have a good explanation. Exactly. And also, yeah. like, you know, every film, I think, almost every film has something— positive or worth mentioning in it, I think. Almost all of them. There are exceptions, believe me. <laughs> but almost all of them have something worth pointing out in America. Almost, I mean, if you, you know, from a filmmaker's perspective, if you can't learn something from watching a film, then you fucked up and you weren't paying attention. Yeah. I can't imagine, I can't imagine how difficult it was to make a film, you know, from, you know, start to finish. Um, that's got to be, uh, that's got to be a skill that requires many skills and a lot of patience. And uh, that's, uh, uh, you know, patience being also a valuable skill to have, you know. Um, and doctors. Sometimes it's just a shitload of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all no, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I will say like, I will say like Empire Bald Records. Cuts, no. Empire Records was, uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> I wish. I will say that Empire Records is, uh, was a lot more sterile than I remembered it being, which surprised me. Because I remembered it being like a very DIY indie right. punk rock film. And it felt so clean. And the characters felt so cleaned up. And the, DV, the, the dialogue did feel very like TV. Yeah. It didn't feel risky. It didn't feel like a, you know, I remember this being like a, I, like a, like a much riskier film. You, you mentioned before even that like, this would be a really good thing to turn into a series. This would be a really good film to turn into like a series where it's like broken up into, you know, half hour, hour episodes and do like, you know, maybe like, do like, 
you know, eight episodes for a season. You know, see what happens. Uh, Let's start. Can you start with episode one and break it down for us? Well, okay, episode one. <laughs> episode one would literally not even be in the record store till the very end. Like, they actually go get to the record store. You're following Warren. And that'd be really Warren cool. just got a gun, and then where does he go? Oh, no, right, exactly. Warren. <laughs> Warren. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, 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 I got nothing. Oh, do you remember Joe Bob Briggs? Oh, I know Joe Bob Joe, Briggs. Is he the manager? No, Joe Bob Briggs was no. like, he was like a horror host. Do you guys remember Joe Bob Briggs? Yeah. He was like a horror host on USA and he'd like break down movies with like, he'd be like, you know, you'd watch fucking Night of the Living Dead and he'd be like, all right, let's do the stats. You know, there's yeah. two cases of zombie food and he'd show like somebody kicking a zombie in the face. Is that right? Yeah. So like my stats, my surprising stats for Empire Record would be like, uh, there is one uh, extreme case of child abuse in this film. Yeah. There is a part where a uh, 40-something-year-old man has sex with a high school senior. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, there's a part where a kid uh, shows up to a public place with a gun, fires it off a bunch and everyone still likes him when it's done. These are the things that would not fly these days yeah, they, yeah. they would just not fly in this the the, the 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 in the what would you call this the 20 um second century or, yeah, no no the, 20 sorry twats? 20 twats. <laughs> i just <laughs> say the 21st century i should say the 21st, 21st century, century yes i will yeah. say that now that i've said all those things out loud maybe this movie wasn't sterile um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. a side note speaking of uh horror hosts i met the ghoul once you met the ghoul yeah yeah, yeah. r.i.p man yeah, at a horror convention the fucking ghoul yeah legend um, but yeah, all right. So, I mean, I guess that's it. So, uh, I guess this is the part where we decide what movie we're going to do next week. And this is the part where we decide next week's movie, and it is going to be Jurassic Park. Yeah. Here's a podcast coming at you next week, and it's got dinosaurs. There's Tom Basti, and he's taking the song right now. And what's he gonna sing for you? <laughs> all right, then. all right. So yeah, tune in. Uh, tune in. Jesus Christ. Uh, no, that's right. Tune, tune in. Tune in. Find legit, us, right? Is that find legit? us next time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tune in. Check out our Jurassic Park uh, episode of Oh my God, what is the name of the podcast? VHS playback. VHS playback. <laughs> We will get better at this and more sound effects apparently to come. So thank you guys for uh, listening. All, all, mom. Yes. Thank you, mom. And yes. uh, we will. Thank you. Thank you, we everybody. Will, uh, yeah. We'll get to doing more of this then. Next all right, week. then. Bye. 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 Bye.